Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I see all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. I think that's what all politicians should be doing, is talking with the people that are defying the orders and saying, okay, what can we do to help you? This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Live from Studio C. Senor. You know what it is? Dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, everybody, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Tom Cruise, COVID chairman. Tom Cruise, the actor? The actor. We will play you in a most entertaining tape of him ranting and raving at his movie crew for being less than rigorous in their COVID standards. Oh, okay. I thought maybe he was an anti-vaxxer. No, he's all sorts uh, of wacky stuff, but... As a, uh, are Scientologists against vaccinations? I have no idea. Got science in the name, so they might like vaccinations Uh, more than the rest of us. Yeah, it's a bit of a a head fake. That being in the name. (laughs) I think maybe that's the last thing it is. (laughs) I can't wait to hear that. I I didn't hear that, so that's awesome. So if I, uh, understand the way the calendar works today's wednesday so we're about a week and a half from christmas that is correct sir Uh the weirdest christmas anybody can remember yeah no kidding that stinks um even in wartime you had the men coming out of the trenches and exchanging small gifts and singing hymns together yeah you know i was downtown uh in my little burg yesterday and i had been like a couple of weeks ago and uh a little busyish, and it took you know last couple of times I had been anywhere to like pick up food. I had to park quite a ways away and walk and all that sort of stuff. I went downtown last night and parked right in front of the place I was going into. Oh boy! And I went in and talked to a buddy of mine who owns a business. I said, "How's business?" He said, "Ah, eh, this latest round of shutdowns has killed downtown again." I said, "Yeah, I noticed. I got to park right in front of the business." Mm-hmm. I said, "Yeah, there's just nobody's out now because you're not supposed to." Be out for anything. Is that right? Yeah, other that's what than I've heard. going to the grocery store or medicine or work. Yeah. yeah. In theory, everything else is non essential and you're not supposed to do it. And enough people must be obeying it because it was dead in my little town last night. Well, and, and uh, or enough people just kind of don't want the vid and they know it's spreading around a lot. Yeah. That's gruesome, though. Exclusive, whatever jackass government mandate has been handed down. So, I, I say that because that's my attitude. I could not give a damn what that greasy-haired dip-ass in the capital of my state has to say. Yeah, Minnesota, I saw a story last night. There are 150 businesses. I don't remember if it was Minneapolis or just a different city in Minnesota, but it was 150 businesses that signed onto a letter uh, that said, we are not going to close down. With the idea, she, this uh, woman went door to door and said, will you sign this with me? I think if mm. we all stay open, they can't find us all. They can't shut it down, all of us. Um, and their that's, idea that's was... That's a great being, idea because I'm aware of a number of... In fact, we've got some tape to play of individual places that have defied the orders. And because they're easy to single out and bludgeon, they've really gotten hurt. In this case, it was one of those deals where they, they're on the county line or state line where just on the other side of this street... You know, this river or whatever, people are doing business like crazy. Right. So what the heck's the difference? And, of course, we can't compete if people can go over there and buy. 
whatever it is they want. Yeah. Oh, I'd be so mad, man. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? No, I, can't, I actually can't. I would lose my mind. Well, I and, would lose my mind. And you have to put yourself and your whole circumstances in, in their shoes. I mean, for instance, you got a couple of kids. Uh, they're going to be heading off to college soon. You're scrimping, you're saving, you're working, and all of a sudden your revenue is cut in half. Not only are you not saving anymore, you can't even cover your bills. Christmas is next weekend. Yeah, I know it. You're you going to buy Christmas presents for your kids? Traditional you... Christmas presents. Chestnuts. <laughs> Give them some chestnuts and perhaps a ball and jacks. Start a fire, you get the chestnuts out on a stick, or how do you, I don't know how you roast chestnuts. A uh, pan, I believe. Uh... What are you doing, Dad? I'm roasting chestnuts. It's all we can. It's all we can afford this year. It's your Christmas present. You've heard it in songs. Sounds charming in the songs. Have a chestnut, son. Is that a Nintendo chestnut? <laughs> sure it is, son. Um, sure it is. You know. And then the other weird thing is, we've talked a lot about with the <laughs> stimulus money going around. How many? How many various businesses are? Uh... So I, I bought a, a horse trailer months ago. It's when the fires were going on, and they had like one left, and they said they're having the best year they've ever had because people are. People, anybody who wanted a trailer, who got stimulus money, went and bought the trailer. And becomes, because horses have become lazy. That would have been a good joke, but I, I stumbled over it. We'll clean Back that up to in you. post, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Mush-mouthed idiot. <laughs> idiot. And so I bought a little ATV thing used, because I'm uh, frugal that way. Santa brought you something used. That's the way I am. <laughs> um, uh, ATV sort of thing for the kids for Christmas. This is a surprise, so nobody tell them. Um, but so I was at this guy's shop picking it up yesterday, and what they do for a living is they put um, accessories on ATVs. Oh, fun! To me, during the Second Great Depression, that'd be the like the the very top of the list of the sort of thing that stops happening. Mm-hmm. Accessories for your ATV. Tricking out, yeah, tricking out your kids' ATV vehicles. Yeah, busiest they've ever been, mm. ever. It's the haves and the have-nots, or something. That is... I don't know what that means. Anything recreational has exploded, including that. Our buddy Craig the Fisherman. Lake has never been busier. In the 20 years he's been fishing the lake. Speaking of uh, Craig, he and I used to mountain bike uh, all the time together. I wonder how, uh, like, uh, the bike stores. I'll bet they're uh, sold out or or crazy busy or something. Um, I don't know. I don't quite know what's going on You can't get a tee time on the golf course. Huh. I mean, you got to hustle. It's it's amazing. I woke up the other day... The T sheet opens uh, at this one golf course two weeks before that day, 6 a.m. I get on, I log on, it's about 6.01, I get on, there's like one tea time left late in the afternoon. A minute later. Wow. So do you know, uh, have you read something on what explains this, Sean? Uh, fishing, ATV, golf, these uh, mountain biking, these are all outdoor, COVID-friendly activities that you can do to do something, mm. as opposed to a vacation somewhere. Or right. So, like, uh, The guy did bring that up. He said a lot of people, since they can't go yeah. anywhere, they're taking that money and putting it into an ATV. Yeah, for this is present. their entertainment budget uh-huh. just funneled in a different direction. But I would think when yeah. times Why don't you are... call it a staycation, then I can punch you. <laughs> I would think when th- when times get tough that getting cool running lights for your kid's ATV would go out the window. But The yeah. opposite. Yeah, busiest they've ever been. Well, and- yeah, you can't. The, 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 the best things in life, experiences, have become so much more difficult 
Yeah. So now, well, huh. that's, with the exception of, you know, fishing and playing golf and hiking and mountain biking, that sort of thing. That is a good point, though, Sean. Those are all outdoor things I mentioned. Outdoor I mean, COVID-friendly alternatives. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you sporting, Michael? You know, I'm a little tired this morning because I got woken up by the wife at about 1.30 in the morning. I guess she had stayed up late, watched movies or whatever. I, I went to bed earlier. And so she's all, I'm sorry to wake you up, and I'm thinking somebody's broken in or some, something horrible's happened. She's all, the Christmas tree has fallen over. Oh, oh that's a drag when that happens. Oh, no. I don't think that's ever happened to me, but. Yeah, I guess she went to turn off the lights, and there's a switch, you know, down at the bottom. Uh-huh. We have the power strips, though, and then the tree fell. And uh, I don't know why she just didn't pick it up and <laughs> put it. Let you sleep. <laughs> Put it up against the wall, and I'll deal with it later, but that would have been nice. Well, you're the manly man. She needed your, so, your brawny arms. At 1.30, uh, we're trying to put up this tree. And oh, I, oh, boy. We can't get the dogs to quit drinking the Christmas tree water. Really? Yeah. Huh. The pugs, they're just the right height for it. I didn't put any of that helps your Christmas tree stay alive longer juice in there, which is supposed to be bad for your pets, although I've always assumed that's just... Uh, sugar water? Yeah, exactly. sugar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a joke. Here, give us $9 for this little packet of keeps your tree alive longer. I need it for two weeks. What are you selling me here? <laughs> I wonder if you put, like, a couple lemon juice in there and just made it icky that they would try it once or twice and then never try it again. Sounds refreshing. It does. You know what holds up trees? You're a pug. You just got up from your nap. A little lemon water sounds good. Can we yeah, get some really. ice in this? It cleans the gunk out of the mouth. Good mouthwash. Yes, Michael. Walls. Walls will hold up a tree if it falls down. There you go. Just, just lean it up against the, the wall. Yeah. Well, I've been married a long time, Michael. I'd have rolled over and said, you know, uh, so it's down on the ground, huh? You know, the one thing that can't happen, it can't fall over now, so it's safe. It's good. I'm going back to Nighty sleep. night. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's better this way. Pick it up in the morning. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. Uh, there was one thing that actually got me literally considering possibly driving out of state to uh, attend this movie during uh, during the COVID era, uh, when movie theaters started doing the you can rent out the entire theater to yourself thing for about oh, yeah. 100 bucks. Yeah. I, I legitimately thought about that just so I could watch this movie, the movie Tenet by Christopher Nolan. It was released on your, uh, you could buy it on your various anywhere you can buy movies these days. Um, it is not on the streaming services, but I, I dropped like 20 bucks to watch it. Uh, I don't know what happened in the movie. I had a good time watching it. It seems it involves time travel, so or kind of manipulating time. So it's one of those oh. weird things where mm-hmm. timelines get intertwined. And now, wait, what? What happened there? Um, so I'm very confused by it. I feel like I need to watch it again, but I'm almost certain that won't help. Um, <laughs> but I did enjoy it uh, for whatever that's worth. They, they, I feel like the time travel story stuff was an excuse for him to do cool reverse camera things okay. and he was looking for an excuse I, to play with that a little bit and I, that was fun i would like if movies would just stop with uh quit making me guess you switched time just say this is later put on the little <laughs> bottom no this is earlier now we're back to the regular time an actual time stamp on the screen yeah let me know what the whole trying to figure it out what, what's the what's the point of that use your brain huh why i'm busy it's i'm art. a busy man i'm looking at my phone so you want, like, a, I don't know, a Da Vinci to have a note under the Mona Lisa. She's smiling slightly like that because she has bad teeth. You'll notice her shiny black hair. She just, washed it earlier watch, in the watch, day. Any watching any show, it's like, okay, their hair's a little darker and longer. I guess this is earlier in their life, I guess. I don't know. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Old Getty. simple Jack. On this Wednesday, December 16th, the year 2020, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program.
Here we go now, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, at Mark. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And I see you do it again, you're f***ing gone. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. And you. Don't you ever do it again. Wow, that's Tom Cruise. Woo! I recognize the voice there. Yeah. He's mad. It's as if he's barking out orders in a movie. And then he was pointing at people, specifically, it looks yes. like, there at the end. And you! And you! Yes! What about him over there? And you, too! How about Elon Hubbard? Can he do it? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Calm down there, Lieutenant Kathy. I just start calling him various characters he's played in. Is, <laughs> isn't, that would be good, yes. Isn't Tom Cruise 60 years old? He's a little old to get that. Well, he's about thing. five foot one, uh, but, <laughs> but he's very athletic. He was on the set of Mission Impossible 7 in the UK, and he was a... Chewing out his crew for violating coronavirus rules. So I'm sorry, I'm beyond your apologies. I have told you, and now I want it. And if you don't do it, you're out. Sounds a little like me with my uh, my kid's uh, drawers in his dresser last night, but uh, it's similar. Huh. Similar. You're not shutting this <laughs> movie down. You know, his point was that they're employing thousands of people, and if these guys don't do what they're supposed to do, they're going to get shut down and all those people are going to be out of work. Sure. So, you know, my sympathy is with the feisty little man. Eh, I don't know if that's the best delivery uh, mechanism. That's it! And you too! And you too! And you! And you! And you! Don't you ever f- do it again! <laughs> I like it. Anyway, uh, I'm well, Jack he, Armstrong. Again, he'd made it clear repeatedly he'd told them they have to follow the rules. It's time for an ass-kicking, Jack. There's three. You can't handle it? There's the door! There's three and a half minutes of that, so we can get to oh, that. Oh, yes. oh, boy. Yes. Oh, There's boy. something to look forward to. Being yelled at by Tom Cruise. Uh, mailbag looks great, I'm sure. Oh, it does. Uh, we'll bring you up the Oh, speed. in fact, a super exciting development. A listener has contributed to the A&G show something invaluable. Fantastic. It looks like that COVID relief package is going to get through before Christmas and a bunch of other stuff to tell you about. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. While the merry bells keep ringing. Happy holiday. To you. What we're doing. I'm on the phone with every studio at night. Insurance companies. Producers. And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you <laughs> You don't need to bleep mother. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's Tom Cruise. He does that for three minutes? Three and a half minutes, yeah. That's a long time to yell at people. Yeah. Yeah. Your rounding error would be incredibly uncomfortable if somebody screamed at you like that for 30 seconds. <laughs> I like at the end where he tries to, okay, now let's rally. <laughs> All right, now. We can do better. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, mailbag. Funny way to put it. Tom, Tom, with all the the MF bombs, really? Uh, Now he's looking at me. Freedom-loving quote of the day from Ronald Reagan. It's part of a bigger speech, which is actually terrific, but um, you know what? I'm going to go with that one, because that one is so long. Uh, Here's Reagan on uh, limited government. On the farm and on every street corner, in the factory and in the kitchen, millions of us ask nothing more, but certainly nothing less, 
than to live our own lives according to our own values, at peace with ourselves, our neighbors, and the world. Where have you gone, Ronald Ray Hagen? Hmm. Nation turns its lonely eyes to you. Under the correspondence proper, here's a note from Jake. This is fabulous. He's been a friend of Armstrong and Getty since 2000. Um, ba 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 listens uh, all the time. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Recently, my 16-year-old son, Nate, joined the ranks of the next generation of friends of Armstrong and Getty. He mentions he's a high school student working hard on different types of engineering schools to get into his dream school. Last year, he got a 3D printer for Christmas, and the thing has been running nonstop ever since. Huh. Naturally, when he heard about the Gavi Award, he became eager to build one for you. After many hours and taking dozens of media photos of Gavin Newsom and rendering them into 3D images, this is a talented kid, he was able to have enough data to build an actual Gavi Award. Ladies and gentlemen, Jack, I present to you the actual statuette. For the Gavi. That's that's really good, but the fact that that was made by uh, an amateur on a 3D printer is really quite impressive. I'm fascinated by 3D printers. It's the Gavin Newsom Award for governmental hypocrisy during COVID. 3D printers are sorcery, I'm almost certain. Yeah, it's so good. Wow. Makes me want to know more about that. Maybe I should get my kids a 3D printer for Christmas. Yes. What, what do they spend all their time? He said that he uses, he uses it every day. I wonder yeah, what they make. It doesn't explain what he makes. I'm, I'm sure he'd be happy to follow up. But uh, Nate, parts. if you're beautiful. not using it to make mischief, you're misusing it. <laughs> yeah, here, here. Uh, Nate, beautiful job, man. Really, really great. He's got and, the, the quote right on the bottom. And, we are all human. We all fall short sometimes with a period after each word. Yes. <laughs> we all human. We all fall short sometimes. We are all you kidding? fall short That's sometimes. Perfect. Hanson, we got to get uh, some nice A&G t-shirts to these folks. I mean, it's the least we can do. That's beautiful. A couple things real quick that we posted at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, the Fight for the Soul of Seattle, a Como News documentary, is getting a lot of attention. And Wiki, uh, I'm sorry, WikiLeaks just dropped all their files. We have a link, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. vaccine could be on the way later this week after Moderna's candidate faces an FDA committee tomorrow. Early FDA analysis shows Moderna's vaccine is nearly 95% effective and appears to prevent severe disease. Preliminary evidence also suggests the vaccine reduced asymptomatic infection after the first shot. The government is ready to ship millions of doses once Moderna gets the green light. So that's the new one. They're going to start jabbing people maybe when? Friday? I can't remember, but yeah, I believe it's this week. So is there um, any competition between the two? I mean, because at the, the end of the day, it is a for-profit business and two companies. Right. No, um, no. It's it's like, uh, you know, if, if FINA and what's another water, Fiji, were selling water in the Sahara, there's such a desperate need that, yeah, the, the problem is neither one can produce enough fast enough and mm, get it out. So. so they don't have to worry about that. Plus, they get the government contracts in advance. So, uh, you know, billions of doses eventually. I can't remember. Did I read this or do we have tape explaining that? Oh, well, maybe we'll listen to this. A little. Well, that's 11 seconds. Let's play number three. The Moderna vaccine can be kept at refrigerator temperatures for a month, and the Pfizer vaccine can only last at refrigerator temperatures for five days and otherwise needs to be at, I think, negative 94 degrees. In other yeah. words, you suck, Pfizer. Moderna is kind of the hot dog of vaccines. Pfizer more the salmon. Okay. 
after five days in the fridge, I start to think, I don't know if I want to eat this. <laughs> yeah, specifically, so the, <laughs> the, the the biggest difference between these two seems to be... dog! When we sealed in the package, year? that's yeah. fine. D- d- expires d- d- October of 2018, my eye. <laughs> Into the microwave with you. <laughs> See, uh, the biggest difference between these two is the, the Moderna one doesn't require that really cold yeah. temperature that then once it's thawed, you have a five-day window no, in which you can The Moderna vaccine you can keep in the back of your trunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Sure, Get carry it around. around. Well, that's, that's all good news. Excellent. This is cool. This could be a big deal. The FDA has just issued an emergency use authorization for a home COVID-19 test. The first over-the-counter test you can conduct entirely at home. I'll bet we're all going to have one of these in our house pretty soon. About freaking time. Yeah, I'd say. Huge. This is huge. I'd say. You know, and this is... 90% accurate, delivers results in 20 minutes. Oh, for goodness sakes. Where was this last summer? But... You have to use your, you, you cut off your pinky to get the, the results. <laughs> That's a joke, people. That's oh. not what you have to do. So this is why, presumably, this show does pretty well. Unlike every other media outlet in America, practically, we told you the Trump administration's Operation Warp Speed, getting the vaccines produced, uh, ramping up the production, the distribution networks, the rest of it was a masterpiece. I mean, really, really good. The testing thing sucked. The, the the testing aspect of this has been really disappointing. It's hard to believe only now can we get cheap, uh, accurate in-home tests, and they're available. Partially because the CDC lied to the, the rest of the world about how ready they were to go with that sort of thing, which I Bureaucrats think... Bureaucrats covered their heinies instead of telling the truth? Really? Which I think slowed down everything. Oh, okay, okay, we got plenty of those. So that's something we don't have to worry about. There's plenty of testing, so that's not a problem. Okay. How much did that slow us down? I wonder. Anyway, man, when we all have a test at home where I'm not feeling so good, I feel a little weird. You do the test 20 minutes later, okay, I'm all right. Yeah. How awesome will that be? Turns out I just didn't want to do the dishes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to work out. Turns out you can't eat a whole pizza and six beers and feel okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that's that. Uh, on the getting money from the government front, there is uh, breaking news on that. Uh, This is the very latest from the Wall Street Journal. Congressional leaders are discussing adding a second round of stimulus checks, which I thought I heard just yesterday wasn't going to happen, is going to happen, they think now. Remind me, when when was the first round? Well, Sean well, just... Sean, I, <laughs> I got mine like last week, so I'm yeah. assuming that's when it was. I think it was like April, wasn't it, or May? Oh, it was way back. Ooh. Way back. But Nice efficiency. I had heard in the last 48 hours that this wasn't going to include checks, but now it apparently is. And the two things that they were hung up on the most... In theory. I mean, because everybody's got their reasons to slow down legislation sometimes. But in theory, the things they were hung up on, bailing out states and then liability protections. Correct. Neither, none of that stuff's going to be in there. One on the left, one on the right. Yeah, I heard. They're going to take it all out. Mitch McConnell saying last night, our common sense would dictate we'll just leave those things out. So the the same common sense that dictates that would have dictated that a month ago too uh, before the election perhaps yes yes but they don't care about you except in terms of bribing you to vote for them the second round of checks is likely to be smaller than the initial $1,200 checks they're going to negotiate more today but they're hoping to actually get this through so there you go that's the very latest Oh, when you get that check, remember, it is traditional to tip your favorite radio show. <laughs> uh, Paris has so, been fined for having too many women. Stay tuned. 
So uh, that's interesting. So if I'll be reporting from Paris, if it took dang near nine months to, for you to get the last check, so this next check you can expect. <laughs> It's going to be a big August, late, John. Late summer. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm assuming they've ironed out some of the wrinkles, so maybe mm, six months. Do you assume that? I wouldn't so, assume that. I'm, not, I'm, I'm just shaving maybe 30% off the time. Now. Why we call you positive, Sean. I would not assume Atta that. Boy. So why was Paris fined for having too many chicks? We'll explain that to you after a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe. This is the best home security system. The fact that it's less expensive, it's easier to use, there are no long contracts, and there's no guy with his butt crack showing at your house drilling holes for four hours and charging you $350 for the pleasure. You install it yourself. It takes about 30 minutes. It's easy, and it's effective. Yeah, I don't want randos coming to my home. And uh, Tiny uh, shown or not. <laughs> you set it up yourself in about 30 minutes, super easy, and then the Simply Safe professionals take over monitoring your home 24-7 with a ward winning protection and they got your back day and night ready to send the police the fire the emts when you need them the most straight to your door arsenal cameras and sensors there's some rando on your doorstep you're going to know it and you're going to have a great hd image of them get a free home security camera when you purchase a simply safe system at simplysafe.com slash armstrong it's a 60 day risk-free trial nothing to lose simplysafe.com slash armstrong so they know we sent you that's important simplysafe.com slash armstrong Somebody texted, you know what the favorite Christmas carol at the psych ward is? Do you hear what I hear? That's that's not funny. I blocked them. They will no longer be texting. I just, perhaps they lack sensitivity to the scourge mental illness. But, uh, they also texted, yes. and this was helpful. Walmart's <laughs> been, this was, uh, Walmart has been sold out of bikes since March. Wow. That's, that's okay. a com- unblocked. Huh? You've redeemed, they've redeemed themselves. You're unblocked now. That's a, that's a combination, something you can do outside. With the fact that supply chains are crazy for everything because of the COVID shutdown. Because mm-hmm. the skateboard shop, when we went there, he said, yeah, we can't get trucks in. They just they stopped making them for six months or whatever during the COVID. And now they can't get caught back up again. Huh. There's a lot of that going on. Yeah. How interesting. Uh, it's You know, there won't be an honest reporting of it, but I'd love to hear something at least, you know, semi-fair and scholarly about uh, any intrusion of the government into a marketplace will dis- it will uh, uh, distort it. And this has been a monumental distortion. Uh, to, to call it historic is to state the obvious. And I would love to read in the future a study of, of all the effects of, that it had. Yeah. And, and a post-mortem, a nonpartisan post-mortem. All right. What part of this m- made sense? Which part of it didn't? Which was panicking? Which was taking too much freedom away? Yeah, and I'd love to see that. Uh, yeah, think twice before you close down a plant because that it takes way longer than you think to get it back up and going. And the supply chain caught back up, and then every store out there doesn't have stuff, so they can't be open, and all the employees can't work. I mean, it, the ripples are amazing. Right. Uh, somebody, yeah, somebody just texted and said you cannot get a mountain bike in this country until May. Wow, wow. Thanks for the heads up, my yeah. friend. Hmm. Interesting. So we ought to pay off that Paris story uh, in a minute or two, but we barely got any time for mailbag. So just let me cram this in very quickly. Uh, a couple of memes people liked so much they sent to us, including it's a chimpanzee smoking a cigarette, which is uh, inexplicable. It has nothing to do with the meme, but uh, the label on some my... Some days you peel the banana, some days the banana peels you. <laughs> <sighs> the uh, caption is, the label on my body wash said, use liberally. So I stood in the shower screaming about Russians and calling everyone a racist. Hey, now. <laughs> and how about this one? Laughed when I saw it, straight from his Facebook page. From the Facebook page of Gavin Mussolini. 
He's got a mask on. He's looking up at one of those little vials of vaccine. Yeah, I saw he was on the spot for the first inoculation in uh, California. Like he had had a big role in this. Did you? Yeah, I wish I'd been there. Uh, I wish I was the nurse. Jab him. Oh, I missed. Here, let me try it again. Oh, that's, that's the wrong part of your arm here. <laughs> anyway, so the caption of Gavin Mussolini looking at this vial is a tiny bottle, a powerful tool. <laughs> Everybody is reacting the same way. Yeah, there's a big tool in that picture. All right. Said, How did nobody on his team catch that? It's like naming your son Enos and then being surprised <laughs> when the kids make fun of him in the schoolyard. They called him what? <laughs> Come on, get it! Armstrong and Getty. Somebody sent this. There's a mountain bike on my neighbor's porch. Text me if you want it. I will not be party to that so, sort of malfeasance. What's the number? It's a funny joke, but uh, I had a friend whose uh, kids' bikes got stolen off their porch. There should be some extra penalty for stealing kids' bikes. Yeah. Chop off your freaking hand. Go full on Sharia. Steal a kid's bike. I got bike jacked sc- when I was a kid. You scumbag. Really? Yeah. Like I, while I was riding the bike, like to I, I was at a comic shop playing Magic the Gathering with my friends. Yes. And uh, was riding riding my bike home, and then two older kids, like one pulled in front of me with his bike, the other one pulled next to me, said, "Here, take this bike. I'm taking yours." And uh, swapped out bikes, and <sighs> and then yeah, rode home. <laughs> I'm assuming it was a downgrade. Oh, for yeah, you. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. My I bike really was sweet. It's, it's rare, though, that a carjacker will say, all right, get out of your BMW. There's a Corolla. You well, can the, take that home. I the mean, logistics it was just makes service. Sense. Well, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I understand. They used it to catch me, and then, you know, it was just going to lay there. I, I suppose he didn't have to offer it to me. I could have just picked it up off the ground when he left it. But. It's like a guy in the Old West riding up to you on, on his donkey and stealing your horse. <laughs> it was very it's odd. Yeah. It's odd. Uh, Paris has been fined uh, six figures. The mayor says she's happy to pay the penalty. They got a rule there in uh, in France that you have to have at least 40% of government positions in each gender. And they're so woman-heavy there in the Paris government that they're having to pay a fine. So they have quotas there. <laughs> Please stop using gender language in Paris. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. And how's France coming along in terms of becoming an economic powerhouse in a utopia? Ah, it's kind of an international afterthought with a weak economy. We'll have to talk about the cookie surge that is also overtaking America, among things that have uh, changed since the pandemic struck. People are eating way more cookies. You'll be shocked when you hear how many. Really? Yes. Huh. Stay tuned for that. The cookie surge. It's hard to figure out what's going on with the the economy, guessing the winners and losers. Man, there are some serious losers out there. And How how many people have taken a pay cut or are working two jobs because you're you're the person down the hall from you got fired or your business no longer exists? But then there are a lot of people that are doing great. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, distortions in the market when the government gets involved. And uh, there are winners and losers. And then people spend a tremendous amount of time and bribes uh, trying to be one of those winners by manipulating the government instead of being productive. 
I've been reading, I just started, it's an unnecessarily long article. Um, Can Joe Biden cancel student loan debt without Congress? Hmm. And there's some level of belief. I want a yes or a no, not a long article. Uh, yeah, well, as with most things, it's a maybe. Um, they might sure. be able to do it through some uh, uh, regulatory thing, which just proves that our government is so Sure doesn't up. seem like it's the sort of thing a guy could do. Yeah, well, or we'll, should uh, be able to do. Well, you look at immigration policy. That's a great example. I, I agree with you. I think it's crazy. But the executive branch gets to figure out what their priorities are, and if their priority is, uh, well, uh, not uh, folks coming in over the southern, southern border. We're going to concentrate on Norwegians arriving uh, at JFK Airport. They get to do that, and that ends up being a massive change in, in law. Norwegians? Just for instance, never trust, never turn your back on our Norwegian. They think Putin's using duplicate offices. He's got an office they think at his vacation resort that he's made to look just like the office in the in the the, the you know the Kremlin, the the White House of Russia, so that Why? he can the so, cold house, so he can protect himself from the COVID, but not look like he's not. Oh. Uh, you know, in town and strong and all that. Because his sort of brand stuff. is hard ass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, big manly man riding a rhinoceros bare chest. Well, sort of his thing. brand is he's a hard ass, and his brand is they're handling it fine. Yes. They're, oh, yeah. Right. Neither of those. Well, he is a hard ass, but he's not immune to the COVID any more than anybody else. Right. And uh, they're not handling it fine. Oh, I thought maybe it was an image thing. He didn't want to be seen. Well, it is an image thing, but not in the way I was thinking of it. Oh. He didn't want to be seen as you know, being on vacation or what have you. But then I thought, well, it's not like he's going to lose the next election. He's also quite the hockey player. I don't know if you've seen the box scores from some of those games he's played, but his yeah. his analytics are off the charts. Well, oh, yeah, his plus minus? Oh, yeah. It's insane. Speaking of Putin, the old KGB guy, I was uh, doing more of my never-ending deep dive on uh, on Kim Philby and the various spies from back in the day during the Cold War. Kim Philby, a real spy. A real spy. One of the most uh, successful spies in world history. He spied for the... Well, he was a Russian spy, but he was a he grew up in Great Britain, and uh, he he gave the Soviet Union all kinds of secrets to from Great Britain and the United States. He was stationed in Washington D.C. for a long time. He was, was he a double agent? He was supposed to be doing intelligence for the good guys. Yeah, okay. he rose to the he rose to the very top of the MI6, the, their version of the CIA. Great, he Scott. was in charge of. Surveillance of the Soviet Union. He was the guy in charge. How'd that go? And he was a Soviet spy. And he was part of the famous Cambridge Five, which is the greatest spy circle in the history of spying. Five people, uh, all all wealthy upper crusters in Great Britain who turned out to be spies. But he, the reason I bring this up is it sounds so much to me like what's going on with China. So these 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 five guys who were Soviet spies, they had gotten convinced by a particular professor... When they were in uh, in in college at Cambridge, oh, there, oh boy, the professor who we found out years later when the wall came down and could start reading the archives, he was a a, a Soviet plant, was teaching them about the evils of capitalism, and got to them young, indoctrinated, them. absolutely. So when they were nineteen uh. years old, and it was the thirties, so they were seeing the you know capitalism really suffer under the Great Depression. Mm. They had a university professor who was working for the freaking Soviets, just like we got professors who are working for the Chinese right now, who is bad-mouthing America and actually converted, radicalized these young, talented men into becoming Soviet spies. They dedicated their lives to bringing down the evil capitalist system to try to help, and it's just exactly what's going on now. And not poor, dead-ender-type brutes 
But see if this sounds familiar. The affluent sons and daughters yeah, of uh, yeah. you know the upper crust attending their elite universities with their elite professors and paying dearly for the right. And oh my, and, the good doctors put uh, twisted ideas in their heads. And so some of them got into government and ended up uh, in intelligence and that sort of stuff. Some of them got into journalism, radio, and television. And uh, were Soviet spies, but they were in radio and television and doing interviews and all that sort of stuff. Just like Whitaker Chambers, famous famous Soviet spy who was a writer for Time magazine. Mm-hmm. You think, think China's not pulling off exactly the same thing? Of course they are. Yeah, I was just reading a piece not too long ago about how fertile the 30s were for recruiting and how many American journalists were really starting to think, you know... A centrally planned economy looks really pretty promising. And a lot of those attitudes led toward FDR's uh, popularity and the rest of it, because the idea of central planning was was really popular in a way that would horrify most of us now. But never let a crisis go to waste, friends, and the Great Depression was a pretty good one. But it can make a difference if you have some uh, Chinese spy who's a university professor talking to eager 18-year-olds. Right. Well, yeah, and uh, I find myself wondering, what percentage of professors pitching the America-hating critical race theory garbage are doing it because they themselves believe oh, it? Oh, yeah, plenty of them come to it on their own. Yeah. They don't I, have I to be that. in the employ of the China. Because that's a really good a corrosive agent to inject into the American heart as well. So I could see Vlad Putin in China, Chairman Xi, this, this straight out of his playbook, I could see them really amplifying that philosophy in the in the colleges, too. Uh, wow, that's wild. I have some more China spying stories. Um, and, and China's actually got slaves picking cotton right now. It's amazing. Yeah, evil empire indeed. Armstrong and Getty.